All right, all right. Welcome to the show. My name is Danny Paz, and I am the host of the Tongues of Fire podcast, where we're going to take a look at the Word of God and see how to apply it to the lives of the youth of the modern day. So without any further delay, let's get right into the topic of today's episode. All right. So as many of you may know, it's been a long time since my last episode dropped. And uh, if I'm being very real here, this is supposed this was supposed to be a very different episode um, on a very different topic um, with, you know, very different people. Uh, it was not supposed to be just me. But uh, things happened and the audio was lost for the original episode three. So, Lord knows why things happen, and He knows why we do things and why He does things. Um, but I believe that us losing that episode, the original episode three, was a catalyst for what has been put into my heart recently. Um, today, I wanted to talk about running. Uh, if I'm being very honest, uh, in this last season I've been in, it I've been doing a lot of running. Um, and in our Christian faith, we tend to look down upon people who run and people who stray a little bit. And that's not the way it should be. We're supposed to embrace those who run and call back those who are scared because that's what the Father does. Because how many of us run so far from the Father in our everyday lives and we need to be able to come back home? And I think that there are a couple good examples of this in the Bible that I want to talk about today, but the main one that I want to talk about today is Jonah. Um, because there are two types of running. When you're running, you're doing one of two things, and you can't argue otherwise. You're either running from something, or you're running to something. And a lot of us are either running from God, or we're running to something that's not the Lord. And we need to do a complete 180, and turn around completely, and run back to the Father. Um, I believe that as Christians in our faith that mental health is something that is not talked about a whole awful lot because we tend to fall into this thought of you know I'm not allowed to have issues I'm not allowed to have problems because the Lord will just fix them so I'm not allowed to show that I'm going through stuff or that I have problems or issues or that I'm thinking these things or whatever and that is true. The Lord can fix it. And the Lord will fix it. But He fixes it through communication. And He fixes it through time with Him. Spent telling Him about what's happening. What are you going through? What's your problem? What's your issue? Because He cares about you. He cares about what's in your heart. He cares about what's in your soul, in your spirit. He cares because He is the Father. He's your Father. So I want to break that lie right now that a Christian is not allowed to be going through things mentally or a Christian is not allowed to 
you know, get down in the lows and a Christian is not allowed to, you know, have issues because we are, we are imperfect and we are broken and that is what makes us beautiful to the Father. That is what makes us beautiful to God. The fact that we are imperfect and we all have our own things because that gives him something that gives him something to be sacrificed that is something that we can lay down on our own personal altars to sacrifice to God and that is really beautiful to me that God accepts you as you are all of you every part of you you don't just have to sacrifice the good parts you don't have to just sacrifice the talents or the things that you're good at or anything like that you can sacrifice the bad parts because that is a part of you and another lie that I want to break right now is that that you cannot come before the father if you're distracted because as soon as you try drowning out these things that are on your mind or drowning out these distractions because of something that you believe you're supposed to be, you're not presenting all of you before God. You're presenting an image of who you wish you were before God. And that's not what God wants. God does not want an image. As a matter of fact, that is the main thing that Jesus combated against when he came back. He, came, he was combating against the Pharisees who were all about image. They were all about projection. They were all about pretending that they were these holy, mighty people for the look. And we can't fool God. Regardless of whatever masks or facades or pretending that we put up, we cannot fool him because he knows us more than we could ever know each other and ourselves. Because he designed us perfectly from the get-go. He designed us meticulously from the get-go he knows every part of what you've done every part of what you're going through every part of what you're going to do he knows it so there is no point in trying to put up a facade against God just come as you are and let him hold these pieces of what you once were let him put you back together let him hold you like a father holds his child human beings we become so we get into this this way of thinking where we become so independent and we believe that we don't need anyone but ourselves we believe that hey i'm going to get through this and i'm going to be fine and you're not not by yourself because we were not designed to be alone think about the creation story the one thing that God did not say was good in the creation story was the fact that Adam was alone and that's why he created Eve so that there could be community there could be fellowship there could be unity there could be togetherness because we were not designed to be creatures alone and yes it is amazing to talk to your friends to talk to your parents your mentors your you know getting professional help because professional help is a tool that is there for us but ultimately, we do need to still talk to God about what we're going through. Because there are some things that really only God can fix. That only God can help us grow in. That only God can show us the lessons in. That only God can show us why we're going through these things. Only God can show us the beauty in the rain of what we're going through. And a lot of us, going back to the topic... We start to feel these anxieties, we start to feel these fears, these doubts, these 
all these things and we do one of two things. We either run from God because we're too ashamed to show our faces to Him because we get into this thought of, Oh Lord, I was doubting so I am not worthy to be in your presence so I'm just going to run away from you because I do not deserve to be with you. Or we start running to other things. You know, there are people that this is extreme examples, but they start running to, to drugs, they start running to, to sex, they start running to their boyfriend, girlfriend, they start running to alcohol, they start running to their jobs, they start running to their hobbies and all that, and it consumes them because they don't know which way they should be facing when they run. So they run to all these things, and in the process they run away from God. And most of this is born out of the fear or shame or disdain or hurt or pain that's where running is running when a human being is scared it activates a fight or flight thing in our brains some of us will fight what's happening we'll face it head on and we'll pretend everything is fine or some of us will run we'll, we'll take flight and we'll go away into anything everything else before we really confront what's going on and we, God is the one person that should never be fought or flight against, if that's how you say that. I'm not sure that's how you say that, but, and I think the most famous, one of the most famous examples of this in the Bible is Jonah, because if you really dissect it, you really think about it, Jonah ran out of a place of fear and disdain, and he did something that I think is quite funny to think about where he did not just run away from God in a mental and spiritual sense. No, he actually ran away from God in a physical sense. It says right here in the Bible that he literally got a boat and went in the, the opposite direction of where God had told him to go. He went to the polar opposite direction, literally physically running away from what God had called him to do. Be why? Because he was either scared of what God called him to do or the disdain that he felt for the people in Nineveh. Those are things that he was running from. And something very interesting about the story of Jonah is that running didn't just affect him. Running affected the people around him on the boat. Something that something else that's interesting is that when he was running from God on the boat, first thing he did was fall asleep. He fell asleep on that boat. And I think that is a very impactful thing spiritually. Because how many of us know we start running and all of a sudden our spirit is asleep. Our soul is asleep. We become desensitized to the things of God because we want nothing to do with it because we're running we're trying to get away from it and now our soul is asleep unresponsive and unanswering to the things of the Lord and so Jonah is on this boat I'm pretty sure like 90% of us know this story but if you don't I'm going to retell it now uh, Jonah God had called Jonah to preach to Nineveh to, to tell them that if they don't turn from their wicked ways that he would destroy the entire city and out of disdain and fear, Jonah said, mm, no, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. So he gets a boat and he sails in the opposite direction of Nineveh, trying to get as far as he physically can from what God wants him to do. 
and as he's on the boat he falls asleep and then the crew and the other people on the boat wake him up and they say can't you feel the storm that's hitting our boat there's a storm that is hitting this boat and it is going to kill us all because someone out here angered their god why don't you pray to your god and maybe your god will spare us so they they cast a lot and the, the lot singles out jonah and they ask him what did you do to anger your god this much and jonah Jonah ran and that's what he did God told him something God told him to do something and he ran and it's interesting because him running didn't just affect him it wasn't just him on the boat it affected everyone around him because of that almost severed connection to what the Lord wanted him to do he ran away from what God had called him to do from who God called him to be and it started affecting everyone around him they were filled with such fear they thought they were going to die on that boat and that just goes to show that when you run from the Lord and when you run from the things he has from you when you run from his goodness and his grace it is not just you that gets affected there are people around you that you are the only image of Christ that they are ever going to see in their lives and you're running away from him what are they going to do when the only glimmer of light and hope that they have in their lives in you as you're representing Christ is running away from God it's not just you that gets affected it is those around you that God has called you to reach that are depending on you to be the light that are depending on you to be an example you're taking everyone down under on the boat with you when you run. Something very interesting happens to Jonah, though, that he comes out with it and says that I ran. And he tells them, just throw me off the boat and you guys will be saved. He comes to terms with what he did. He admits what he did. And he says, I need to get off this before anyone else gets affected, before anyone else gets hurt. So if you're running like I was running, we need to come to terms with that. We need to confront the fact that we're running and we need to not run anymore. We can't be running anymore. And you need to declare that, that you're not going to run anymore. But you not need to not just declare that, you need to act on it as Jonah did, where Jonah volunteered himself to get thrown off the boat so everyone else could be safe. He took action he took action because he knew that if he didn't those other people were going down with him so he took that step and said you know what I'm going to go I'm going to get off the boat I am going to single myself out so that you guys don't suffer from me running and then what does God do the most famous part of the story God sends a great big fish to swallow him up and unbeknownst to him takes him to Nineveh but while Jonah is in the fish the stomach of the fish he breaks down and he prays he prays for three days I believe it's three days he just prays why because he's broken and there's nowhere else to run he surrenders all to God there and he says you know what I can't be running anymore I can't I have nowhere else to go running has gotten me nowhere 
So I surrender all to you, and if this be my fate, so be it. Surrender is the antidote to running away from God. It's the difference between trying to swim against the current of the river and trying to, and just letting yourself go with the current. Sure, swimming against the current of the river might get you somewhere. You might get maybe a foot or two away from where the current was taking you, but it's going to be exhausting. It is going to be painful. It is going to be harder than if you just surrendered all and let yourself go in the ways of the Lord. It is always as hard as it is with God. It will always be more heartbreaking and harder outside of him, outside of his will, running away from him. But now I want to talk about the other end of the spectrum. And just to finish the story of Jonah, he eventually gets to Nineveh. He does what God originally called him to do. And he preaches to the people and they change. They receive that hope and they change and they do not get destroyed. As soon as he surrendered all, so, so many people were saved from destruction and death because he decided to surrender and stop running. But looking at the other end of the spectrum, I want to talk about Judas, who instead of running from Jesus was running to money and betrayed the most perfect person to ever exist because he was running to money he was running to something worldly he was running and in doing so ended up leaving Jesus behind to die and that is something that uh, most of us here can't fathom that we read that or we hear the story of how Judas betrayed Jesus and we say how could you do that how could you betray the savior of the world for for money? How could you sell out the most perfect person to ever exist? And we laugh at that today, but we do it for free every day. We sin against the Lord every day. We betray him and his trust and his love and his heart every day. But he still takes us back all the same. All the same. So a word of encouragement is that no matter how much you've been running, no matter how far you think you've gone, it is never going to be far enough to get the Lord to stop loving you. You, you can never go far enough for the Lord to love you any more or any less because he's your father. And I do believe that that was the purpose of the parable that Jesus told of the prodigal son which is the go-to example for running. The prodigal son took all of his inheritance. He took all the money that was meant for him. He took everything that his father had in store for him, and he ran away. He went to go party, and he went to go live it up, and he went to go do all these things until he had nothing left. And he saw where running got him. Running got him in eating out of a pig trough wishing that he could eat what the pigs eat that is sad that is a sad existence but that is where running away from the Lord got him running away from his father got him but the true hope of that story is that the father took him back not only did he take him back he met him 
halfway. He met him where he was at. As the boy was walking back to his father, his father saw him from afar and ran to him to grab him and to welcome him home. And he clothed him with new robes. And he gave him all these things. He threw a celebration because his son had come home. You don't... Coming back to the father is so much easier than running away from him because he is eager to meet you he is eager to hold you where you're at he is eager to celebrate when you come home and a lot of people think that running is only for people that don't know the Lord and that's not true people that know the Lord very well can still be guilty of running and running and running actually most of the time it is people that know the Lord and have decided to abandon him for whatever reason maybe something happened in your personal life maybe you lost your job maybe all these things this that and the other and we decide to run away from the Lord because we don't believe that the Lord can do anything for us anymore or we believe that the Lord put us in these bad situations that are in that we're in and I can speak from experience that running doesn't do anything except teach you how much you need the Lord how much life is better with him and how much you need him to function fully in your calling. I don't want to go another day without the Spirit of the Lord in me, without the Holy Spirit guiding my every step. Because feeling that way, feeling the Spirit of God not with you, it's more heartbreaking than anything you can experience on this planet. So run to the Father, because He is welcoming and He can fix you. He can hold you. He will shape you into what He wants you to be. And it's going to be the best version of you that you can be. Run back to the Father. If you're going to run, you run to Him. You run forward and upward into the things and the glory of God. And I want to encourage you that there is hope, there is light, there is grace. And grace is such a powerful thing because it is the greatest gift and we've done nothing to earn it. It is salvation in its purest and we've done nothing to earn it, but it's yours anyway. No matter how bad you think you've messed up or how far you've run, you can always run back to the Father and He'll forgive you. We just need to shed the old ways once we do. Not because the Lord requires us to, but because we love Him so much that we can't bear to break His heart anymore and we can't bear to run away anymore. So I just want to encourage you. I'm going to close with this. Keep running to the Father. Keep doing what He calls you to do. Keep being a child of God. And he will reward you with grace and mercy and anything that you could have ever desired. And more than that, more than you can ask, think, or imagine. I want to thank you all for your patience and for your time, for your ears. And I want to encourage you that you all have a purpose and power in this lifetime. 
and the world needs you more than you can ever think or imagine there are people depending on you and your light thank you i love you all so much and you'll hear from me again soon